Attention! Welcome to the Film Mages Podcast, where the popcorn is our ammunition, the couch is our foxhole, and the cinema is our place of worship. Now let me see your war face! Ah! Uh, it's a beautiful morning, lads and lasses. It is, it is actually a beautiful morning today. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's God, Alex is such a fucking downer. She's like, is it? Is that what this I, is? I is this tell, a beautiful you know, morning? I, have all the I don't lines know. Closed, closed, yeah, you're in your every, you're in your every troll, place little, I go. Yeah, troll hole is turned uh, into a troll hole. <laughs> you know, it is. Even when I'm at true. your guys's apartment, yeah, I'm on the apt. couch yeah. and uh, the the blinds are closed. I was gonna say when you were here, the draw. The blinds were always closed. That's how I always knew when you were home. It was dark and moist inside. You know, speaking of moist, it it feels wrong to not have Alexis here because we're heading into like peak boy yes. sweat Alexis time of the year. It's, yes, it's feeling toasty. I got a little toasty last night. Yes, I'm feeling like unwell and hot. And it this feels is Zach's like way of saying he's hungover I'm right now. I'm so hungover. He's incredibly... Uh, let's, let's, for, for the listeners, he woke up... What, did you wake up 20 minutes ago? Well, I just... I want to see... Uh, listeners, are you curious about what's going on? Yeah, there it is. Uh, because, where, where, you know, I've kind of to... forgotten the segment. Like, every time we come into the podcast, <laughs> yeah, I'm just you, like... I know, you haven't done talking. it in months. You, you haven't yeah. hopped on it in a little while. You need to, you need uh, to be a little... To be fair, I haven't either, but it's always because you do the spiel. I'm like, okay, I'll let him finish, and then, and then you I get do into your it. thing. Yeah. I feel like you've done it more recently than Alexis has. Yes. Um, but, yeah, what's going on for me is I, I got a little toasty last night. I got a little drunk. I watched Mandy. Mandy. Uh, which rules. Because baby uh, say Mandy, you're a fine girl. Um, and Mick had texted me that our call time today was going to be one. Yeah, and I was like, "Great, that means I'll go to the gym." And as as the night crept on, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the gym in the nighttime. It's okay. The podcast recording is at one." Yeah, I woke up around noon. It was noon. Yeah, I would say eleven fifty, eleven fifty-five. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's be specific. Yeah, uh, come on, let's be real. With and I, I roll over. My head hurts. My throat hurts. I feel bad. Yeah, sorry about that, buddy. And I see a text that's like... Gross. We're gonna have to wait. Zach's asleep, lol. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I realized that uh, Mick, who is very lucky to be working currently during this strike... <laughs> uh, he's, he's not scabbing, I don't believe. No. I, I don't believe that this is a shoot that would have been affected by the strike. No, this um, is... Yeah, just, just in case we have any writers listening yeah, to don't, this... Don't this worry, is guys. A, this is a we'll, car commercial, and we'll we'll post we'll post your guys's donation links in the in the show notes again. Yes, uh, but yeah, Mick's call time got moved, so he was like, "Hey, can we get started a little earlier?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, uh, yeah." And but you, God you're bless rallying because but, I also woke up, you know, from being a little hungover. But I did, in fact, wake up at eight thirty, read Mick's text, and fucking it lit a fire under my ass. I guess. Alexis, I, I appreciate you because what you you watched the movie then, right? And before you started recording this episode, yeah, Alexis watched the movie <laughs> yeah, this morning, I, I, which means I, it's fucking I woke fresh up on my sister's couch, d- drove home, took off my makeup, 
<laughs> brushed nice. my teeth and literally sat my ass in front of the TV and watched the whole movie. And I was That's done at like 11 That's the best way to 15. watch this film. That's the yeah. best but, way to watch this film uh, is with no makeup on. All of this to say <laughs> that in about 10 minutes, yeah. a breakfast burrito is going to arrive at our recording studio for yes. me. And I, you're going to hear a door open and close. And that's going to be me going to get that breakfast burrito because I need sustenance. That's great. So I'm excited uh, for you. I'm going to, in many ways, I'm going to be the Alexis of this episode because I yeah. am going to be eating, eating on Mike. You're going to be eating on, on, uh, on the I know. Mic. This, is, this is truly a shocking turn of events. I finished eating before we started recording. Zach's going to be eating. Like, you're yeah. sweating. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, today, we, <laughs> today we were waiting on Zach. This is some sort of a Freaky Friday situation. It is. It is Freaky Friday. And it is <laughs> actually, we're, we're releasing this episode on Friday. Yeah, it's a Freaky Friday. It is. And yeah. actually, we're going to be releasing this on my fucking birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Thank man. Thank you, man. This, you know, is, this has been a great ride. That. Thank um, you, y'all. I, uh, yeah, this is, I'm so happy to have this episode air today because this is my all-time That's favorite. That's so funny. That's so favorite funny. Film. This well, fucking true, movie you've been favorite. talking about for fucking months. Yeah, this and is a movie I've been trying to get birthday. Alexis movie, to watch for a very long time, movie, and she would never do it. I would until she was say, forced to. Dare I say yeah. this movie was the inspiration uh, for this month? Yes, um, I I think that's a safe. I I, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, what, what's been going on for you guys? Have you guys been watching any films? I watched a film. Yeah, I finally watched uh, Ridley Scott's, I think it's 2014? It was. Uh, Exodus. Uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, I, I gotta say, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, CGI is very good. Huge, sprawling shots. Um, you know, if you like historical epics, uh, you're going to find a lot to like about this movie. Uh, if you also like history, you're going to find a lot to not like about this movie. Um, I remember when this movie came out, uh, there was controversy around the whitewashing of the casting. Uh, yeah, I recall that it wasn't helped by some fucking comments yeah. from Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. Scott. I think he said something like, what, what was he say? I, I can't. I, I I'm can't, paraphrasing. It was something like, I can't make a multi-million dollar Hollywood epic with Muhammad something as the lead that yeah. won't get financed. Yeah, that's not a great way to phrase oh. that. Uh, not well, you know, to be fair, I mean, not not saying that that's not the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. Um, yeah. Oh, it's not, the most, it's not the most fucked that's up thing I've ever heard. Thing. I've hung out with you for um, a long time, Alexis. <laughs> This, 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 I mean, like that's usually like a, a studio decision, right? Yeah, no, he's 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 technically right. Yeah. It's just how he said it is he, bad. Yeah. He was trying yeah. to make the argument of like the studio wouldn't finance this and these kinds Which of I'm movies sure he's right. don't get made. That's definitely but, like a moment where we'd be like isolate that audio. Yes. Yeah, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Which, by the way, don't don't isolate that audio from me because I'm paraphrasing yes. what Ridley Scott was saying. <laughs> but, Do uh, not cancel me. Do not use this podcast to destroy my career. I think if you were to watch Exodus Gods and Kings, it would be a f it, honestly, I mean this genuinely, it would be a good group watch with friends if there's alcohol involved because I I honestly think if you take a shot every time you're flabbergasted with wait, this actress in this because of how white they are. Again, <laughs> Spud 
from <laughs> Train Spotting plays a high-ranking Egyptian advisor in that. You remember Spud, right, Alexis? He's from like Spud. Ewan Bremner. Spud, yeah. yeah he's like uh, Ewan McGregor. He's the one guy he's who Ewan weird McGregor Scottish guy. leaves money for at the end of the movie, at the end of Train Spotting. Uh, I, I only uh, honestly, I only remember Sick Boy and uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, you only remember the fuckable. So ones. not those two. I love Sick Boy. Yeah, <laughs> he's hot. <laughs> it just not just not just in the movie, just Sick Boy in general. Whoever that may be, that's more of a title uh, than a specific person. This morning, that's me. Yeah, so, so she loves you right now. <laughs> and then Aaron Paul plays a <laughs> yeah, Aaron Paul, who you know is Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, plays a um. A Hebrew slave, and um, oh no, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, oh god, what is that Australian actor who has a little bit of a lisp? He's in Star Wars uh, Rogue One. He plays the bad guy. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh my god, how am I not thinking of this? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was also killing in Killing Them Softly. Yes, he's also in Dracula. Uh, Oh, my God. Dracula what? In the Dracula that we watched, he plays the uh, guy who runs the asylum. No, 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 no. You're thinking of a different guy. Australian actor who's the main villain in Rogue One? Yeah. He's in Dracula. He's just much younger. Are you sure? I'm positive, because I remember being shocked by this. Hold on. Oh, this is great content. I'm looking it up, folks. This is great content. Uh, Just bear with us Uh, here. Oh, yeah. You're probably screaming at the podcast. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn, yes. Click on him. I'm almost positive that he's in Dracula. Is he in Dracula Untold? Let's find out, folks. Let's, I hope the listeners are, are, are uh, screaming. Yeah, they're on the edge right of now. their seats. Or is I'm it sure. a different fucking villain guy? There's yeah. a guy who I would Yeah, he's shock. not in Dracula Untold. Who the dude. fuck is it? I don't know. Oh, my God. That's oh yeah, gonna... you're thinking of you're thinking of that British actor. Yes, I am. Yeah, who, who's, who so you're looks way off kind base. of like him. Uh, not really. So, anyways, he Ben Mendelsohn. Like Hi, Alexis. I'm gonna talk to you now. So, Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. He was a villain in a Star Wars. He's in fucking. Uh, he is in the Rise of Skywalker. Great. I'm talking about Rogue One. I, well, I barely remember that movie. It's actually oh, I literally good. threw on Rise of Skywalker to fall asleep last night. Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> terrible movie, but I remember it because it's so bad. Is that bad. the last one? Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't seen that Rogue one. one is... You have seen that one. I did? You, we saw. We watched all nine of them for Christmas. <laughs> I don't remember that. No, all I must not have, nine of them. I remember watching almost all of them and not watching the last one. No, that, you did. You I watched the that, last one. That has it. That describes the impact it has. Anyways, going back to Exodus, Ben Mendelsohn is in it. He's very white. It's just there are so many white. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney. Sigourney Weaver is in this. And they don't even. And I got to say Alexis something. Alexis is frozen and giving a thumbs down. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say something. And this might be one of those things where it's like, ooh, isolate that audio. But I actually mean this genuinely. But they did brownface better in the old days because. <sighs> In Isolate this movie, that audio! Um, in this sir, movie, it's like... As the resident just, brownish person, what You'd probably fuck? agree with me. I'm, say, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that it was like just bad makeup. Like I'm saying the practical application of brown makeup to the actors in this looked bad. So your, your issue with this film is the... The, the brown the face wasn't convincing me. Yeah, the brown face yeah. technique was was poor. That's not my main critique. My critique <laughs> it, it, it is see, the it casting. It seems like maybe people are out of practice for a reason. Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's a that's a good point. There's probably a reason that they're not good at it. Is because you don't uh. do it anymore. <laughs> 
So anyways, <laughs> it actually the casting actually made the movie more enjoyable because of how hilarious it is. It's wow. like it's pretty it's pretty bad. Christian Bale's good, but he's Sex always breakfast good. Breakfast burrito sure. is here. I'm going to be 2 minutes. Excellent. And we're back, folks. Zach's breakfast burrito is here. He's here. Huh. He's here. Wow, that's a reference to wow. my short film. Yes. I... So yes, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Uh, you could probably skip it. I've been wanting to see it for a long time, just because I really liked the trailer when it first dropped. But uh, yeah, pretty disappointing. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, Alexis, have you have you seen anything? Big news. Huge. Big news. I, I I went out of my way to not post about this on Letterboxd so that I could save Whoa. it for the podcast for you guys. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched Mission Impossible for the, the first movie for the first time a few days ago with my sister. What did you think? Uh, let me let me recite to you a situation that happened while me and my sister were watching this movie. We were sitting on the couch. Jax, my nephew, who's seven, was like on the other couch. And he was like, what are you guys doing? And this, we were like halfway through the movie at this point. And I was like, oh, we're watching a movie. And my sister's immediate reaction was, yeah, some bootleg movie. <laughs> What? Bootleg? You watched the bootleg version? No, she was just like, she's like, bootleg, that the movie itself was bootleg. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, how does... I, wait, I'm confused. So using bootleg as... As a pejorative? Like, what does that mean? Like, it's cheap? Like, not a good movie? Well, the special effects leave a little to be desired. <laughs> well, at the end, I kind of agree with the helicopter. I mean, yeah, it's not the, brilliant. The, the, it, at some point, it, someone like busts through, like water busts through a wall, and I think somebody jumps after it. But I don't even know. It was. Oh, we're talking about the fish tank because that's real. That's real water being detonated by Tom Cruise, who's almost drowning in that shot. Yeah, the practicals are not quite doing it for me. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Alexis, if I can say one thing. Uh, they will improve. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, no, gets, I, that's 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 the through line of like reviews that I. The music read about especially things. gets better in the <clears throat> second movie. Oh yeah, you want to hear someone just <laughs> like my my notes on ever. this? Jesus Christ, I, you're disgusting. All, they're so schmutzy. Like the beginning of this, schmutzy? everyone's so schmutzy. You know, just like it's I don't know, it's like very tropey, like how they're acting, like you know, agents and stuff or whatever. And then I was like, dude, Emilio Estevez really like went movies. out like that. That was fucked up. Yeah, no, whole crew gets wasted right at the beginning. Dude, yeah. though, but the way that Emilio went out, I was like, Emilio! <laughs> no, I forgot, man. That's right. Emilio Westervis yeah, is gets, in these movies. He gets wiped down the elevator, right? Yeah, and like, he Ooh, threw the classic elevator eye. wipeout. And yeah, that was... Yeah. These that movies was, go hard, man. Yeah, I was like, God, the, God damn. Um, anyways, and then at some point, there was that lady who was like, the girl who was wearing red, and I was like, is it, me and Natalie were like arguing about this, I was like, isn't she supposed to be blending in? Who wears red when you're supposed to be blending in? I was like, I could, this woman could step into it a room, a and I'd be like, picture. OMG, who is that hot ass woman in the red suit? I've never seen it's, her yeah, before. This is a Brian De Palma I feel, picture, I also for sure. feel like that's like a spy movie thing in general. Yeah. Like, Everybody's and wearing we, cream and beige and black, and then she pops in with the, a red suit. And I was like, okay. Well, I feel like 
I feel like we talked about this uh, during our Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy episode. Mm, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a movie yeah. where I feel like spies look more or less like spies because mm-hmm. they, they blend look, in. They look yeah. like fucking bland ass men. Yeah, uh, yeah. As also, opposed to why, the hottest people why on are the planet. These- angles so crazy there's like so many many touch angles i was like what's happening Um, uh, i wrote down one quote from the movie which was i knew it would tempt him since i'd tasted the goods and i was like uh yeah disgusting oh yeah uh that's a horrible thing for john voigt to say to you yeah that's uh I love how that's the line that resonates with Alexa. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I could see yeah. that. Well, the line that really resonated with me was not spoken in the movie. It was when my sister said, yeah, some bootleg movie. That shit fucking wrecked me. I laughed so hard. Man. I... Yeah, but we, we, we both kind of came to the conclusion that um, she was like, now I know why I didn't see this movie in the 90s. And I was like, that tracks. Wow. Um, See, yeah. I quite enjoy. Yeah, no, I like the uh, De Palma Mission Impossible. Alexis, here's a question: hmm. Are you going to continue to explore the series? Of course, she is. I feel like I have to. That you she know, has to. Yeah, that's like, correct. Since the seven You're is right. coming out, but I like. Yes. I really want to just skip to Ghost Protocol, but I guess like. No, 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 no. Trust me, there's uh, some fun to be had between there. There's and Ghost so Protocol. many hours of my life having to just watch people do things. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But you like don't you like spy espionage genre, right? I I do. I'm trying to think of like what spy movies in particular I'm that much of a fan of. What are some good spy movies? Uh well, Mission Impossible. I was going to say um well you got James Bond. Some of, of course. some of the Bonds. Yeah, Man you from know, Uncle. I don't watch those movies either. Yeah, uh Man from Uncle is quite good. I haven't seen that. Uh I don't yeah, do you not like spy movies? I, I actually think that I'm a heist like person by... and not a spy movie person. Well, then, again, okay. hang in okay. there with the yeah, movies. Hang, hang in there, Alexis. Because they're heist hang spy in movies. There. All of them, I feel like basically all of them have like a pretty intricate heist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even the first one had a heist, really. Yeah. yeah the oh, you know, me and my yeah. sister did agree. Like, we, we, we liked the we liked part of the story, you know, like the, the, the fucking, the guy from Leon the Professional. Um, yes, Jean, that's right. Jean, is it what's his name? His name's Jean? I can't remember. Sure. Anyways, doesn't matter. I thought it was um, Jean when, when fucking Jean Tom Cruise Renault. is like dangling from the fucking rope in that one room, I was like, Oh, that's yeah. pretty tight, you know? And he's it's just great. like literally Iconic like scene. balancing like yeah. with his arms. I was like, That's pretty cool, you know? I, there really were things that I enjoyed about it, movie. but like I can me and my sister both kind of agreed, like, oh, we see like why we never went out of our way to watch it. It's not like necessarily our thing, you know? Okay. Mm. Uh, well, I have to say, I'm glad you checked it out of an, on your own volish. That's cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're right. There, there, you know, Ghost Protocol is the one that really does pick it up and becomes the franchise that we really know and love today. But there is, like I said, there's some fun to be had uh, in between now and then. Um, definitely keep with it. This is, this is a great transition point to trailer quarter. Is that a thing? Sure. All right. Uh, we ha- there were a couple of big trailers that came out this week. One I, of which I haven't seen any of them. One of which was the new trailer for Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, which uh, I feel like well, there's some new footage. 
Once again, I'm very grateful. It reveals nothing. nothing. Uh, That's good. It just looks (laughs) sick as fuck. You know, I, I think that brings up, I think trailers have gotten a lot better. Yeah, I think trailers have been improving. I, think, I don't, I don't want to say we're in the golden age of trailers right now, but I was thinking about this in the car right we're, yesterday. We're no longer in the yeah. the bleak age of trailers. Yeah, we 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 we, I, we lost the voice, the the trailer voice. Bring it this back, summer. Bring I, it I back. I really miss it. Bring it. I think back. the last trailer that I can think of that had the trailer voice was Expendables. In a world, they were a band <laughs> of mercenaries. Bruce Willis. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. I was gonna say Dolph Lundgren, but that's Dolph fine. Lundgren. Oh and yeah, Jason by the Statham, way, Jet Li. They're all they're all in it. Was, Which, by <laughs> the way, hold on. Danny Trejo has never been in an Expendables movie. That's fucked up. That's kind of crazy. Mel Gibson got into a into an Expendables well, movie. Well, anytime Mel Danny Gibson Trejo. gets into a movie, I'm a little like fucking how. I, anytime he's in, I'm how like, how are you doing this? The most I, racist man in America. Anytime Mel Gibson gets a part, I'm like, how did they not give this to Danny Trejo? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know that that's where my head would think go about first, it. Though. But I, res- think I respect about it. it. Um, so yeah, the- Danny Trejo is William Wallace. Man, fucking show me that movie. I'd be into it. <laughs> I'd watch it. Uh, but yeah, the Dead Reckoning Part 1 trailer came out, and also the long-anticipated Killers of the Flower Moon yeah. trailer came out. I gotta watch that. I Ayo. cannot wait. Yeah. Martin uh, Scorsese's new picture about uh, murders in the uh, in the Osage tribe yeah. uh, in the 1920s. I'm, I never even I watched The, the Irishman. Ooh, Oof. good movie. Uh, there yeah. is, I will say, speaking of movies with some wonky effects. Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to see a, a young man fight like an 80-year-old, yeah, Irishman is a movie. There's there. some real crazy de You can just watch me fight instead. Oh, that's bad. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking burned. And then there was also a trailer for uh, a new original sci-fi film called The Creator. Yes. Speaking of, speaking of Rogue Gareth One. Gareth Edwards, yeah. Uh, yeah, starring John David Washington. How is this movie flown under the radar? Yeah, I hadn't heard about it, it at all. It looks awesome. It looks really interesting. I saw the poster for it, and I was like, oh, so they're giving Gareth Edwards another Star Wars property. And then I looked down, and I was like, wait, that's a 20th Century Fox logo. Wait a minute. There's nothing on here that says anything about Star Wars. Wait a minute. This is an original sci-fi movie. That's really exciting. Yeah. And it's oh, going to come out the same exciting. season as Dune. Yeah. Yeah. I do so love sci-fi. Get... I love sci-fi. Hell yeah. I, that's good. Well, then we should have a sci-fi month. We'll talk about it later. I don't we know don't because to... I'm still trying to... I, I, I was in the car with my sister and uh, fucking one of the scores from... The Land Before Time came up, and I was like, oh my god, in all my horny for horner moments, like, how could I forget that The Land Before Time is one of my favorites? And it's it's honestly one of the best children's movies out there, so I, I'm going to be fighting you guys for probably, like, years about having a whole month dedicated to children's movies. Oh, hell no. Yeah, you might, you be, you might be fighting us for a yeah, long time on that, I have to agree. No. You uh, guys are... You guys... I'm just going to say it uh, for the record. Suck a fucking cock. Because you guys suck. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. Uh, Well, speaking about, uh, you know, films that aren't for children, I watched Conan the Barbarian this Yeah, how was that? I've always wanted to see that. It is a blast. Uh, Past to Future guest Jake Sabat recommended it to me. uh, And 
It fucking owns. It's got swords. It's got sorcerers. It's produced by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, it wasn't produced by him. But he's no, it's produced by Schlock legend Dino De Laurentiis, who oh, really? uh, yeah held the Hannibal Lecter rights for a long oh, time nice. and produced uh, several of the Evil Dead movies. That's cool. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger barely speaks English in the movie. It's like his first leading role, so they really make sure to not give him very many lines. Mm-hmm. But if you want to cast a man who looks like his name would be Conan the Barbarian, you can't do better. Uh, it's got a giant snake. It's got James Earl Jones with the white man's hair, uh, which is Interesting. Uh, crazy to see. Wow. And I had... <laughs> That's what Anakin really looks like. Yeah, I had a hell of a good time. Uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for just like a fun, breezy fantasy adventure movie and you've seen a lot of the like, not that Conan isn't well known, but a lot of the like more well-known ones, I would highly recommend that you watch uh, Conan the Barbarian. It's uh, like an R-rated D&D campaign and I had a great time. Nice. Fuck yeah. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of their women. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, wow, I can't believe we actually had Arnold Schwarzenegger on this again. Well, I really great. enjoyed While he's not Conan. fixing potholes in L.A., he's on our, on our show. I love the show. I do not like this Tarantono man, though. He's quite <laughs> inappropriate. Well, can you imagine those two working together? I can't imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger. I wouldn't do it. He has a food fetish. Dialogue. It makes Arnold disgusted. Uh, is there anything else that we've seen lately? Mm-hmm. I saw. I saw. Uh, I rewatched Good, the Bad, the Ugly. I don't want to talk about I, it that much. I still it's, haven't seen it. It's so good. Yeah, that movie I is so incredibly movie. good. Uh, Angel Eyes, fucking hell! Or uh, oh, uh, he's, I... what a rat bastard! But he's so cool. He's one of my favorite villains. He's just so. I also love how in the beginning of the movie he 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 kills the father, and right before he does it. The, the guy's like, how much the, is he paying you to murder me? He's like, yeah, you know, 300 bucks. And then he pulls out all of his finances, like $800 worth of gold coins, puts it down. It's like, just don't kill me or my family. And he's like, every job I take, I see it through to the end. Kills him. Then, mm-hmm. next scene, he goes to the guy who hired him to kill that guy and says, hey, I did the job. He's dead. He's like, oh, that's fantastic. Well, here's the rest of your money. He goes, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, he gave me 800 bucks before, uh, right before I killed him. I think it was because he insinuated that he wanted me to kill you. And he goes, ah, well, that's, that's something. He goes, yeah. As you know, anytime I take a job, I see it through to the Damn. end. And then kills Yo. that guy. And it's so badass. Okay, I gotta watch this it's, movie. It's so I good. Angel Eyes, he, he, you know, he's an awful, deplorable person, but he's so cool. Uh, Blondie, he's great. Fucking... Ah oh, man, it's Tuco. Tuco's though he, he who who plays the ugly quote unquote. He's the best. He's he's fucking great. I love the scene where someone he's in the bathtub and someone goes to assassinate him. He's like, I've been training for eight months trying to trying to kill you. I've been faster on the draw, and then immediately Tuco just wastes him, and he gets up just kind of like nonchalantly and goes, "Look, if you're gonna kill somebody, just kill them. Don't talk." I love it. Damn, there's some great great shit in there, and also. Shout out. We always love we love movie explosions on the podcast. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly has one of the best movie explosions ever. Fuck yeah. You wouldn't think about that with a Western, but oh man, the bridge, great, great sequence. If you haven't seen The Good, Bad, the Ugly, check it out. Sergio Leone, baby. 
Wonderful. Well, anything else? Do we have anything else going mm-hmm. on? Alexis, you got anything going on? No, but side note, I've been catching up on Demon Slayer. Going great. Um, Mick, there's, oh, is there a new season? There's, there's, uh, I think it's like six new episodes. It's a short arc of the Hell Swordsmith yeah. Village. Um, and uh, I've also been watching Queen Charlotte. As you know, we love Period Peace Palooza. This is not a movie. It is a short <laughs> series that is related to Bridgerton. And if you are looking for some steamy uh period piece sex um there is that and also there is a trending tiktok audio that is from queen charlotte this this tv series and it's literally like she like yells at him she's like do you love me and he says yes i love you i've loved you since since you almost went over that wall my heart calls your name and i was like "Ah." every time i hear it i just want to like die inside um and that's it that's my side note Thank you for coming to me. You know, actually, before we step out of what's going on, Alexis reminded me, uh, speaking of television, I've been introduced to True Blood. Yeah! Uh, Yeah! Oh my fucking God! Yes! This is a win for the... Yes, yes. It's a win for the women. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I'm late to the game. As you can tell, Alexis is very excited by this news. Um... Alexander like, Skarsgård okay. is so okay, hot look, in Let, I'll be honest with you. I, I know it's a popular show. I know everyone fucking loses their mind over it. But to be honest, I think it's actually it's pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, it, the first season it's, is a little. I don't know. You know, I've read. I know. I, everyone, every everyone's <laughs> like, you got to get through the first season. Yeah, and, and then yeah. it really picks up. And I'm it that really guy does. right now who's I'm in episode nine and I'm like. Man, this this show third, is really fucking good. Third season. I'm already really enjoying it. Third, I think it's the third season is when you get like a bunch of like Alexander. There's like this whole like arc that's all about like Alexander Skarsgård's character, um, fucking Eric. So hot. Oh my god, this man was yeah, so hot as this like Nordic fucking good. vampire. Holy shit! Season okay. one, his hair is pretty funky, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's hot. He's I'm hot. not so sure about Anna Paquin. I'm I flip flop on her like her performance. Her, her like, character is just so okay. So I will. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna basically stab myself in the heart on this podcast. But I may have I, opened Pandora's box. This one. Go ahead, Alexis. Okay, just really quick. As a joke, I started reading the books that that TV show is based off of, and I shit you not. At one point, they call this woman's vagina her pleasure center. Um, yes, I love reading like these trashy little novels because they come up with like the strangest terms for like vaginas and like dicks and just shit. And she's such a <laughs> not interesting character in many ways. Yeah, I don't know. She's she's just down shit. to fuck basically like any supernatural any, creature. I know, I know. As soon as as soon as spoiler alert, as soon as Sam was revealed to be a shapeshifter, I was like, oh Jesus. Now she's going to be horn dogging for this dog, literally. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's good. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, yeah, uh, I gotta say when when his when the fucking dipshit brother. Oh my god, put, that idiot! When they put when they put blood on some aspirin and then crush it up and then snort it to get high off of V, I was like, all right, I. Count me in. I mean, look, if we're if we're doing it this way, if if we're gonna put vampire blood in the form of a powder and I can do a line of it, fuck yes, 
I've never seen that in a yeah. vampire content before. And I'm very impressed. I mean, to be cool. fair, it is actually like, I, I mean, it, we're really scraping the barrel. I guess it's not that impressive. But the fact that there was actually like a, a, a person of color that's like openly queer on the TV show, you know, like the, the actual character is openly is gay. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the cook. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's get out of this. Wonderful. I know this is just the <laughs> True Blood podcast. Okay. Just, if if anybody corner. wants a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. We'll, uh, the at true... some po- You know what? At some point, we'll get a Patreon going, and we'll make that a goal. There we go. We'll make that a goal that <laughs> listeners write in a True Blood episode. Please uh, send yeah, us money so that Alexis and I can do a True Blood miniseries. All right. Okay, and let's uh, let's hop out of what's going on. And, and we're, back. we're back, folks. Yeah. How are you doing? Hope you guys are doing good. I hope you've all had something to eat. I myself am halfway through my burrito, and it is not good. I ordered a bad it one. It smells weird. It's fucking bumming me out. I don't think I'm going to eat any it more does, of it. It I've stinks been, in here. Yeah, I've been eating it. I'm ex- sorry. Exclusively. A exclusive, funky burrito. Yeah, exclusively for, like, fuel. It's not an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we're uh, we're out of what's going on, and we're into our last big topic of. Oh hold my on. god! What, yeah. what, what month? Are, what I hate month? to say, it makes me sad, man. I hate to see it sail away off into the sunset. This glorious sails as you as the sun sets, and there's no cloud in the sky, and you see that green flash as you know that boat month. Has gone off to oh Davy Jones goodness. Locker. I'm a seeing... soul of the podcast has passed on to I'm, the nether I'm realm. Seeing, I'm seeing these rocky shores. I feel like my soul is leaving my body listening to this. Well, I that's, feel like that's too bad, my Alexis, soul's departing this, this ethereal plane. Correct me plane. if I'm wrong, but Boat Month has been has been Boat freely Month popular is, with our is listeners. officially uh, like on average our most successful month. Hey, man, we're just. Listeners, we know what you want. Like, I think we <laughs> I finally. To, I hate to tell you this, Alexis. Alexis is on Zoom, like yeah, dead. She's she hates to hear it. She looks like an artifact in a mummy museum. <laughs> she looks like, like something you'd find like in a pyramid. Laying on my side on a couch, like under a blanket. <laughs> yeah, she guys. looks. She's looking like Straight out she's of looking like she's looking like tiny Alexis. Yeah. She's looking like she needs to be wrapped up, sickly. quivering Honestly, by the fire. Kill me off. Kill me off if this month doesn't come to a close. Uh, it's well, literally the last episode. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Alexis, have you not enjoyed Boat Month? Be honest. And I honestly, be honest. <laughs> okay. The movies that we've watched, I have... What did we watch? We watched Jaws. We watched Pirates of the Caribbean. We what watched the Titanic. Titanic. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, great picks. Great movies. So... I have a feeling. Um, I, I think it's just. I think it's just all the anecdotes about the sea. I it's just can't stand it. it's, the, it's the general hoardy nautical it's, energy. It's, yes, it's it's the. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it is. It's the maritime <laughs> energy that we bring that I she can, doesn't I can enjoy. Empathize because with you're that. from Fresno. You're not a big ocean going uh, seabird, are you? No, I literally was talking to somebody about how, like, oh, the smell of. Um, 
the smell of sunscreen reminds me of the public pool. And they were like, it doesn't remind you of the beach. And I was like, LOL, I lived like three hours from the beach growing up. So no, sunscreen reminds me of the chlorine and the smell of the public pool. Uh, see, I, I didn't live on the coast, but I, I feel like I, I went to the coast a good amount because the, the town I lived in uh, was only it was less than an hour drive from the Oregon coast. Yeah, And I grew up on the Oregon coast. I, I come from a town yeah. called Walport and it's literally a beach town and it's main yeah, ports in the name. It's a port. Yeah. Walport. It's the, our, I mean, our I went economy to the beach every year. It's just and fishing. So I think that's yeah. why boat month just resonates with me so much is because every day I would look out onto the, onto the horizon. Well, I would see the sunset over the grand Pacific ocean, knowing that in far off lands, there be freedom and opportunity. All right. Okay. Someone has to go to work after this and it's not me. So it's me. Yeah. Yeah, Let's get into our big topic, buddy. So this movie that we're talking about, which I, I kind of suspect Alexis might not like, uh, but we'll see. We'll, We'll find out when we get there. It, it conjures up feelings of of warmth and gooiness and camaraderie and brotherhood and perhaps something a little bit more. We're going to talk about our favorite movies that have bromance in it, our bromantic movies. Movies that have men being men together in perhaps not such toxic masculinity, but the type of masculinity that we'd like to cuddle up to and and call our best friend. So, Alexis and Zach, and our listeners, what are some movies that have bromances in them that we personally like? I don't know why I'm talking like this. Anyways, what are some bromance movies? (laughs) What is it? Good pick. Oh, Top Gun. Which one? Yeah, which bromance? The first one. Good good answer. Better question, which which bromance? Because there's one that's sort of a uh, like there's you know, a wholesome t- one, time honored oh, wholesome, and then there's almost, a toxic I, one. I'm definitely thinking of the wholesome one between Maverick and Goose. Yeah, um, but I mean, you, Maverick I'm, loved a good. Obviously, goosing. I watch it like I think of the bromance that way, but I watch the movie for Iceman and Maverick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the toxic one that I think is the spicier one. When when Val Kilmer does <laughs> that, like when the they're when they're face to face, is it in the bar or the locker room? No, it's in the locker a, room where he does that bite things. Like yeah, that. he bites at him. Oh, it's yeah. kind of hot. Yeah. Shiver me timbers. <laughs> it it be pilot Finger season. Finger me timbers. <laughs> yeah, that that is the bromance with a more of a fucking sexual charge to it. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. So super it, bad. Super bad. You That's took it. You Alexis took it just, from me. She's just rattling <laughs> That's it off. That's what I was about to say. Because <laughs> I, 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 I remember how you always talked about that end scene between uh, the two of them. So she did it on purpose. Yeah. That's her saying, yeah, Zach, I knew you were going to say that. So I decided, I decided to dunk on you. Wow. Yeah, no, that scene where I listen to you, Zach. That should tell you I listen to you. <laughs> Aww. Oh, yeah, it's a compliment. That's nice. Now I, now I can't be mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell, tell, tell us about the scene, though. Uh, what yeah, what the warms scene... your heart? <laughs> yeah, Zach. What warms the cockles of your heart? Well, I, <laughs> I hate the word cockles, but... I love uh, the word cockles. I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> no, the scene that warms the today's g- film major word Just is don't cockles. Let me finish that. <laughs> Fuck. 
the scene that warms the cockles of me heart. Ah, there it be. Is, there it uh, be. The scene Ahoy. between Seth and Evan after they've had like their crazy night out where they're uh, lying around at Seth's house and uh, they're talking about how they're going to miss each other at college. And they're like, I love you, man. I just, I don't even feel weird about saying that. Like, I love you. And I want to shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful, sweet yeah. expression of male friendship. And uh, yeah, my, my heart is warmed by it. And so are my cockles. I love it. We love good cockles on this show. Well, I'm warming up to them, but I don't know if I'm sold yet. I've got a couple answers here. The first one is, is probably the most toxic bromance of them all is The Lighthouse. <laughs> now, I, I'm not I, counting that as a bromance. I just when they're when they're hopping around the, the, lighthouse. the lighthouse when they're hopping oh around the God. table, drunk, singing together, and they're embracing, and they almost kiss, and they almost kiss, and then and then you have them bickering like a couple. Uh, when he's like, "You're fun to me, lobster," say it. You're fun to me, lobster. I've seen it. Like that's I like that. I don't, it's, it's, it's I don't cute. know if and there's then, something enough. very strange here. And then, and then there's the, the real, actually a very sweet scene. I don't think we talk about it enough, which is when Robert Pattinson is like, Bach, dog. And he's on, if Willem Dafoe is on all fours, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a bromance. It's I, not like, you are, it's you not are like talking a camaraderie. Like a, a, a it's more like a dumb, uh, yeah, submissive this, this, thing. I, I am not counting this as a bromance. There needs okay, to be well, warmth. Okay, well, I got some other There answers. needs to be warmth and friendship okay, for warmth, a bromance. Warmth, okay, you want to talk warmth and friendship? You want to talk warmth and friendship? Well, I'll give you it. I'll give you it in the form of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Frodo and Sam. And That's fair. you know what? Also yeah. to a lesser extent, but still very hot, Aragorn and Boromir. Yeah, Aragorn and Boromir. Aragorn. What about Merry and Pippin? Merry and Pippin. Ooh, that's a great one. I can, love that can one. Can you be in a bromance with your cousin? Yes. All right. Well, in the yeah. South. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love how Aragorn kind of plays hard to get with Boromir a little bit. He's like, I need, like, I want you to be king. And or Aragorn's like, no, I don't want you to be your king. And then he's like, come on, you're my king. And then at the end, uh, Aragorn's like, okay, I am your king. And Boromir's like, goddamn right you are. And then he dies. And then Aragorn kisses him on the forehead and is like crying. Like, I always cry at that. You do always cry. Like, when, when Boromir, his last words are Yas King, it's um, like, well, that's what he's thinking, though. All right. Like, you can see it. LOL. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That is that not your reading of the film? <laughs> uh, one I want to bring Yas up. Yas King, Boromir. <laughs> one I want to bring up is um, I Love You, Man, which is... I don't know if I've seen that. That's a movie that I feel like you could rattle off like a lot of Judd Apatow movies. Oh, Another yeah, yeah, one yeah. is uh, The Night Before, which is one right. that's like particularly important to me and my group of friends. Um, but uh, I Love You, Man is uh, a movie that essentially, like, inverts the, like, central conflict of a rom-com where Paul Rudd's character is uh, about to get married and he doesn't have a best man uh, and he really doesn't have any guy friends and he strikes up a friendship with Jason Segel. Uh, oh, wait. And- I do remember this movie. This yeah. is where they go to that open house and yes. someone farts. Yeah, love that. Love that. Scene. She loves that scene. <laughs> it's it's. A, I She's mean, like, that I is, identify with that. That is a great scene. It's a great scene. I do. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a movie that's all about the like trials and tribulations and forming of a bromance. That's great. Uh, yeah, very sweet. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you should. I think another movie that I should check out for the hundredth time is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to get too into it. We talk about it all the time. But Sherlock Holmes, the Guy Ritchie uh, movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, that is, it, I, honestly, I think that is the best example of a bromance because they're bros and it's arguably a romance. Like, like. Yeah, they have Robert the Downey relationship Jr. dynamics of a couple. Yeah, like he he's actually bummed out and jealous that that Watson's getting married. Like it, it it's canon, you know, in the whole jealousy thing and they share outfits and they argue about uh Gladstone the dog. Like that's my dog. It's like it's our dog. Like the it, dog. It's, it's yeah, it, it's it's just so great. Their and their chemistry too is wonderful. In fact, actually, I want to amend a statement I made in the last episode where I talk about how Pirates of the Caribbean is right up there with Mask of Zorro and uh, Indiana Jones in terms of adventure movies. I, I should have shouted out Sherlock Holmes with that. It's a, it's a, it's a mystery, murder mystery, but it's still an adventure film nonetheless. Yeah. And I got, I got to chalk it up there with that. It's super fun. Um, yeah, bromances are good. Also, 21 Jump Street. We got to shout those out. Those are really great. Yep. Um, yeah. Those are really fan, especially uh, 22 Jump Street, where they talk about the, the meat, the meat cue. The, yeah, the meat. The, the meat cue, the where meat the, the Q-tip falls into his oh, yeah, meat, the meat sandwich. Cute, yeah. And then they bonk heads, and it's one of the cutest, more, most adorable yeah, interactions. Yeah, that's a Wyatt Russell. Yeah, and then like it's like it's the stupidest interaction you've ever seen, and then they, they pan over to Jonah Hill looking at it like he's jealous of it. Like, <laughs> like God damn it, like, I want my own meat cue yeah. with Channing Tatum. <laughs> so yeah, uh, oh listeners, God. what are your some of your favorite bromance motion yeah, right in. Comment on the episode. Yeah, the odd couple. Give That's us engagement. All right. Mick, uh, why are we talking about it? We are talking about bromances because um, I think there's a king of bromance movies, at least in regards to the best dad movie that has bromance in it. And I'll put Top Gun, the original Top Gun up there, as like a close second. Because that's also a dad film. But... I think out of all of the dad movies that has the best bromance in it, it is the one, the only, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. Director Peter Weir from 2003. Um, I'll read the, uh, the little blurb here. So Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, if you have not seen this movie yet, it is about... In 1805, aboard the HMS Surprise, the brash Captain Jack Aubrey, played by Russell Crowe, and his trusted friend, the ship's scholarly surgeon, Stephen Muterin, uh, Paul Bettany, are ordered to hunt down and capture a powerful French vessel off the South American coast. Though Napoleon is winning the war and the men and their crew face an onslaught of obstacles, including their own internal battles, Lucky Jack is determined that nothing will stop the Surprise from completing its mission, which is to capture... Sink, burn, or take her a prize. The Acheron. A 44-gun ship with double the souls, almost double the guns, by okay, the way. This is where I'm going to get into my thing immediately. <laughs> uh, so I watched this movie with Mick. I, uh, I was about to roll it on, uh, what was that, Thursday night? Uh-huh. Um, or Friday night. And uh, I... 
was here with Mick, and I was like, hey, I might roll Master and Commander. Uh, do you want to watch it with me? And he was like, uh, I only watched it last night, so yes. Yeah. Um, and as I was roll watching it, it, I was sitting next to Mick, and he like turns to me, and he's like, hey, did you know that the the Acheron, uh, it, it has uh, 44 guns compared to the Surprise's 28 guns? I yeah. mean, that's almost, that's almost the double the men on this vessel. And uh, he keeps kind of, like, dropping, like, historical and boat facts yeah. at various points in the movie. And I, I just suddenly had the experience of what it will be like to someday be Mick's son. Yes. I felt as though I was... Transported twenty years and into the future. I very much felt and I like was a, I was a young boy, confused and a little troubled by why my father <laughs> is so excited talking about this long, long boat movie, and really just thrilled at the opportunity yeah. to drop some fucking boat facts. It feels like he's been holding yeah, for yes. a really it's long like, time. It's like holding in a sneeze. Yeah, um, and I got to finally release with a. Wife. Watching this because I told Zach like, okay, so Jaws is about a shark. It's yeah, a it's, it's a, a boat, boat movie about, about sharks, sharks. And, and, and a monster movie. Titanic is a boat movie about love, and romance. You know, uh, it, arguably first love. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean is a boat movie about adventure and and, and ghost pirates and and freedom and freedom and fortune. Master and Commander is a boat movie about boats, like it. It doesn't aspire to more than that, and it's so good at it. It's li- it's a boat movie about sailing and navigating it's, the high seas. It's and giving it's just, that Harry Styles quote. It's really a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the great thing I love about this movie is that it's a movie. Yes, it's a real go to the theater type. It is film. absolutely. You would not want to watch this on an airplane. Uh, no, you, you might want to watch, watch it on, on a, a cruise. Yeah. You watch it on a cruise, you'd have a good time. Uh, no, I, I have such a good time with this movie because it's it it captures a type of masculinity that's so not toxic. It's like the camaraderie and the honor and the responsibility among the sailors. It's just it's 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 a lovely. I'll say it. You know, it's a nostalgic kind of look into time, and also as a as someone who appreciates history, it was one of my favorite subjects growing up. This movie tries and is successful at capturing the era. I mean, even historians have talked about this movie. It's just like, oh, it's, it's just so refreshing how much it gets right. Would you say it's a period piece? I'd say that this is absolutely a period piece. Alexis, that's our resident period piece yeah. expert. What do you think? Yeah. It's Squeak Spy. So, okay, I'm going to stop grandstanding here. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop grandstanding here. Alexis, what did you think of the movie? Because you just watched it. It's the freshest with you. Uh, Great movie. I will probably never watch it again, but it was a great movie. I'm kind of surprised you're giving it that much credit. Wow. Okay. It was a good good movie. I'm going to take that as a birthday gift. I'm pretty sure my sister would be like, what the fuck is this? This is so boring. What's this bootleg um, movie? Yeah, what is this fucking boot? <laughs> um, no, no, no. But uh, yeah, no. I, 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 I cried twice. What? Oh. Wait, really? Where did you cry? Wait, hold on. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> That's the cry alarm, folks. Sorry, it goes off sometimes. What, Alexis? What, yeah, what, what hit you? What hit you? 
Um, let's see here. I wrote it down. Let's I didn't see even here. cry watching this. That's impressive. Let's see. That's not oh, true. Like, oh wait, see, that, that's oh, right. I did cry at the end. Mr. Hollum, after he, um, spoiler alert, fucking kills himself by jumping into the sea with a cannonball. Oh yeah, the Jonah. Um, yeah, the that part made me cry. Just like I, I don't know, like because I I saw it coming like a mile wide, you know. But it was just very disappointing because he was so he it looked like he was so relieved to like let himself go when he like yeah. went down. And then like the the next part where like Russell Crowe talks to the crew and he's just like, and if there are any of us among him who, you know, may have failed him as a friend, you know, we, we ask God's forgiveness and his as well, you know. And I was just like, damn, that's just that's just sad. I, it, that didn't make me cry cry. That just made me like tear up because I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's just that's just unfortunate. And then um, at the end, because, you know, obviously like quite a few people die in this final battle. Yeah. Um, I, what's the the young guy's name that dies Callum or Callow something can't remember I, I do but, not remember um, the midshipman this, I think you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah 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 and he gets he gets promoted to lieutenant um yeah. like yeah in like you know prior to the, the boarding of the uh Acheron yeah and um the when they started reciting the Our Father I just like Calumate. waterworks just midshipman waterworks Calumate. you know I don't know what it is about like the combination of like something a little emotional and then you combine that with like something slightly spiritual or religious because, you know, I went to Catholic school for like nine years. Like I said, and I said an hour father, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. So there's just something very, um, I don't know. It almost feels a little sacred and I don't know. It just like emotionally got me at the end when they started saying the our father, cause I immediately just like wanted to respond with saying it yeah. back, you know, not to mention so. the, the fantastic Bach music that's playing over top of it. The, you know, the real music yeah. of the era really. And, and also that's from Fantasia when, uh, when Wallace is cut loose, when the sail goes down, man overboard where they're trying to sail around the horn and he's trying to gas to, to grab onto the rope and they're saying we need to cut we need to cut it loose it's going to drag us down and so Worley War, right Worley yes yes so when when yeah. Jack Aubrey has to give the order to basically let this man go and that's that's the decision that falls down to the captain, which really fucking sucks, which is you have to sacrifice yeah. someone just to save the crew. And the most fucked up thing about that is that his best friend who whipped up the model of the Acheron mm -hmm. is given a hatchet to cut the rope loose and basically kill his best friend. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's haunting Jack Aubrey later when he's talking to the doctor and he's yeah. drunk crying as you hear the children, which is, you know, kind of a folklore uh, superstition where after a sailor's loss there's a storm and you can hear the cries of lost children going through the, the sails and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, God, I can see, yeah. I can see how oh pleased God. he is to get to fucking bring up some goddamn boat lore. Hey man, I'm just uh, just telling you, it's, I, it's canon. It's I've, in the movie. I've rarely, I've rarely seen him look happier. Side note: the guy who plays Will Worley is in the Vampire Diaries and he plays Klaus and he Jesus is so hot in that Christ. TV show. Good Joseph Lord. Morgan, who plays Joseph William Morgan. Morley. Yes, love it. Great. 
Um, also, uh, I love yeah, vampires, guys. We do love vampires. That's honestly the only thing missing in this movie. Well, is vampires. You know, get excited for uh, oh, the yeah. last voyage of the Demeter. Yeah, oh, the I'm year so is fucking excited 1845. for that. Oh my god, Dracula okay. is going to England. Oceans Only are Only the Demeter's crew stands in his way. Oceans I... are now Dracula. <laughs> oh Love that. lord. I did actually really like the opening where everybody was like silhouetted against the sails. Um, yes. It really reminded me of the opening of Dracula. Um, yes. Yeah. I, don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. Um, also, it's crazy how many young people are working on this ship. Like, I just, I guess, I didn't realize yeah. how young people that's, are on the ship. That's accurate. Yeah. So you had the you had the midshipments, which I think you had to be twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Or older to be a midshipman, and then I forget the other title. There's another type of sailor in here, and they're eight years old, and mm-hmm. um, like that so little kid with the, with the curly hair. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. accurate. I wa- I watched something with a historian talk, like show clips of that, and it goes, "Yeah, no, you there would be kids that young on on this boat. They got that right, um, which is fucking nuts. And they would they would perform in combat. They would perform. Well, it's based with, on a book, right? Yes, it's based on a book series uh, by oh Brian. Oh, I forget the name of the author. Uh, Patrick O'Brien. Yes, he 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 wrote the book series. And Master and Commander is one of the books, and one of the other books is The Far Side of the World. So, so they they mushed them together. That's what I'd like. One thing I'd like to get into. My only real flaw with this yeah. movie is that I think the title is clunky as hell. Uh, I think that. Unlike Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, which has like, as you were saying in our last episode, this kind of like theme parky kind of yes. franchisey feel, which feels yeah. appropriate for that movie. I feel like Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World kind of has a similar thing because of how like wordy and like how it has essentially like a subtitle. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. I... I think the movie should be called Hold Fast. I disagree. I think that that kicks ass as a title. Well, first it of all, they say it too up. much in the movie. They say Hold Fast too much in the movie. It would be just like, oh, they keep saying the name of the movie. And also, Hold Fast, it sounds more like an action it's always, film. It's always great when you when you say the title of but, a movie. Yeah, I but not that. multiple times. I love it in, uh, in Lord of the Rings where they're yes, like, I, I'm so happy that it's finally the Lord of the Rings, the return of the king. Yes. That's my that's my favorite line from that movie. So originally it was called Master and Commander Farside of the World because first of all, they want you to know that these are the two books for those of you who are Patrick O'Brien fans for all five who? of you. I was going to say, there are <laughs> dozens of us. Dozens. I think my compromise is that you could call it Master and Commander. Yes, I agree. I, I think that's a good time. But the, the, the reasoning behind it, 20th Century Fox had every intention of making this a franchise. This was mm-hmm. supposed to be movie one of like two or three. But it performed so uh, it didn't bomb. It just didn't take off the way they wanted it to. Uh, so they never got greenlit for a sequel. But it ha- they had every intention of it. And you know how I know this? Because when the movie got picked up, I forget the name of the guy. He's currently working for Sony Pictures, but he was the CEO of 20th Century Fox at the time. He had been sitting on the script... It was an adaption of Patrick O'Brien's because he was a big fan of the book series. He wanted to make this into a movie. 
And he said it took him becoming CEO of 20th Century Fox in order for him to finally get that done. <laughs> so it was actually his idea to make it into a movie. And he enlisted Peter Weir. He got Peter Weir on board. It's not a director first. This was a studio first, then find the director. Which is interesting to me because the other Peter Weir movie that I really love yeah. is The Truman Show. Right. Uh, which also features a lengthy section where a boat has to, uh, you know, traverse the high seas and uh, a some sort of a, you know, nautical storm. Uh, so I, I, fa- I find it interesting that, like, to me, it seemed like that was something Peter Weir was interested in. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he he's... He was really into it because as soon as he got the script for it, he immediately jumped onto it and then went to a um, boating festival in <laughs> New England. God, I can and see, I can see the this, jealousy in your is, eyes. But this is where I'm going with this. So at this festival, he saw this huge tall ship called the HMS Rose, and it, he found out that it was owned privately and was for sale. So he contacts 20th Century Fox and goes, "Hey guys, so there's this boat." called the HMS Rose, that's actually for sale. And I think it would be perfect to play the HMS Surprise in the movie. Would you consider <laughs> buying it? And just It would be ju- perfect to play the HMS Surprise? Yeah. Is it alive? It's a, it's a boat. It's a, it's a vessel. So, yeah, you need a hero boat to carry your movie. No, I just think it's a really funny way to talk about it. So, uh... To much to Peter you Weir's... Got, you got offended just now. I did. I, yeah. I Let the boat like speak boat for itself, buddy boy. So it is I, a rather I, impressive ship. He literally... You, I saw him get mad. I don't know why I'm saying... <laughs> Anyways, so here's, here's the story. So much to Peter Weir's surprise, 20th Century Fox <laughs> actually put down a deposit and bought the boat. So they believed in this so much, they didn't rent a boat. We have all worked in the industry how they rent props. They, they bought, bought a zoo. They bought it. Yes, they bought a ship. And they sail it down to the Panama Canal. It goes through the Panama Canal. It sails all the way up to the uh, uh, California coast in the Baja where they, they have the Titanic tank. They built a replica. They had it there on a giant gimbal. Wet a workshop, made a uh, miniature scale model it was the first thing that richard taylor did he's the he's the mastermind behind all of the miniatures from lord of the rings his first job after lord of the rings was master and commander making the miniature of the hms surprise so it during the storm sequence with the wide shots that's all the miniature going through water and stuff like that which is super cool um why are you gesturing so much so basically it, the, the, the proof is in the pudding that they believed in this movie so much that they actually bought this ship, but they ended up not doing anything with it, so now they just lend it out to other productions that need it because it ended up playing a boat in uh, parts of the Caribbean, uh, the fourth one that's not very good. Oh, Stranger Tides. Stranger Tides, yeah. Um, well, that's fascinating, Mick. Yes, I thought so. Uh, there's one person who didn't like uh, Master and Commander, the Far Side of the World. Who would not like Is this you? movie? Uh, no, I, I love this movie. It rules. Uh, it's uh, Twitter user Ian McNabb, who <laughs> yes. in 2020 tweeted out, lots of folk complaining about lack of sleep during the pandemic. Yeah. May I recommend Master and Commander starring the usually captivating, attention-grabbing Russell Crowe. 
I've never made it past the 10 minute mark. You're welcome. And thanks, Russell, at Russell Crow. Now, the thing about adding someone on Twitter is they get a notification about that. Yeah. And Russell Crowe clearly did. Yep. Because he retweeted this. Yep. With the response. That's the problem with kids these days. No focus. Peter Weir's film is brilliant. An exacting, detail-oriented, epic tale of fidelity to empire and service, regardless of the cost. Incredible cinematography by Russell Boyd and a majestic soundtrack. Definitely okay. an adults movie. Well, I can I can do without the servitude or whatever that bullshit he whacks on poetic about. But everything else, yes, I agree with Russell Crowe. So that's why this is our first NC seventeen. Yeah, this episode, is why this is you if you if you wonder why we movie. have been harping on how this is a film for adults. Yes, that's why Russell Crowe from put the man a, himself put a fucking point on that. Yeah. I I don't want to recommend. Being on Twitter, because uh, it's a nightmare website, and it's owned by a fucking rat bastard who I hope drowns in the ocean. Um, but if you're He's on talking Twitter... talking about Elon Musk, for those of you Yeah, Elon know. Musk, I hope... Guys! Uh, why do you say guys? I'm just sitting here, Alexis, and <laughs> I didn't say it. Tone him down! Oh my god! Uh, what am I supposed to do? If you're on I don't Twitter... Know. We're gonna be, like, blacklisted out no, here. Jesus. By who? Elon? Oh no. I don't know. I don't oh, know. No. I don't know. Yeah, but come I feel, to my house, I feel Elon bad about fucking... saying people should. Let's move well, on. I think he should. Let's move on, uh, everybody. No, uh, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and check out Russell Crowe's account because it's very entertaining. And Great. with that, you know, I would like to talk about Russell Crowe's performance because it's uh, very good. Um, <laughs> I watched Gladiator a few days ago. And so damn good movie. It's one of my. I fucking love that movie. It's a damn good movie. Owns. That's a that's a that's a good Ridley that Scott movie. epic. Love but here's movie. the thing, Alexis. Do you love that movie? I really love that movie. I really love that movie. <laughs> I think Russell Crowe's <laughs> performance is better in Master and Commander. Uh, that's fair. I feel like I he's got his, a lot of nuance. He's got nuance, but he's also just so bloody charming. Like, yeah. out of all of the characters in movies, whether it's sci-fi or historical or whatever, it doesn't really matter, even if it's a cop movie, he's probably one of my favorite captains. Like, Jack Aubrey, what I love about... First of all, he's a character where clearly everyone on the ship believes in him. Everybody. Lucky they call Jack. him Lucky Jack. They sing songs about the bastard, right? Mm -hmm. He plays the role like I believe why these people follow him and that's impressive peter weir talked about he was very fortunate to cast russell crowe as jack aubrey because he says russell crowe's a guy who has natural authority he just kind of exudes it um apparently he creates competitions like on set they talked about that in the behind the scenes of the robin hood really scott movie how he would always try to compete with other actors with who can fire an arrow the best and on this movie apparently uh, to get the crew and all the cast of characters to really create a sense of camaraderie, they didn't have trailers. They had just one big bar in Baja where they all slept together, like in bunk beds, and they had this big shared space. They called it the monkey bar, where they had pool tables and books. That no, sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, no, no yeah. TV. So they no, had to. They actually, had I take to, it back. No. They had, they had to play chess. Yeah, they I had needed to talk. TV so I could watch Master and Commander yeah. on the far side of the world. So, 
Russell Crowe <laughs> apparently got the whole crew to play rugby every weekend. And they had that's the, that's yeah. the most Australian it's shit the I've most, ever heard. Cause he was, cause <laughs> Russell by the Crow, way, by the time this episode's out, I'm going to be up in Canada on an island playing disc golf with a rowdy, drunken Australian. Well, there you go. I'm very excited. This is all on brand. This is, then. This is, this yeah, is all on that's topic. Some, that's some synergy. Uh, he, but yeah. Honestly, I, I need to watch a uh, romper stopper before I go up there. Cause he's been recommending that. Great. So right, Russell Crowe. Uh, yeah, so he gets them to play rugby because he was like, I just, I'm worried about all these guys. Like, when we get to the battle sequence, I can already tell they're a little bit too flabby. Like, they, they need to get into shape for this because, yeah, you can do the battle, but can you do 50 takes of it? Let's see. So he just, as fun, sets it up that they play rugby every weekend and then they kind of get in shape each weekend. They go up to the big battle and then they can handle all that shit. However, out of everything that Russell Crowe has done in his career, he maintains to this day that the hardest thing he's ever had to do was learn to play the violin wow. for Master and Commander. And again... Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah, they, they told him, like, you don't need to do it. And, to, and let's give credit where credit's due. Paul Bettany also learned to play the cello. So yeah, that's what they I were lo- doing okay. I all love the Paul time. Bettany, by the way, he's guys. Great. He's great. fantastic. He's arguably the best part of this movie. And I'm, yeah, going, I'm gushing about Russell Crowe. Uh, okay, fuck it. Let's, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, please, because, Alexis, get right into it. Yeah. Actually, sorry. Oh, I mean, I just, I, I love, I mean, like, he's, he's, he's a doctor, he's a scientist. The most tense part of the movie for me was when he performs surgery on himself. Yes. Goes so hard. scene. Yeah, scene. that, that, yeah, that was actually, like, there's not a lot going on. It's literally just, like, three men standing around a man who's, like, reclined back and he's looking and into a mirror of his own stomach, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is actually, like, very viscerally tense, It's all you know? sold by close-up reaction shots of actors. Yeah. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. You don't even see blood. You see maybe some blood on the fingertips when they pull the bullet, the, 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 the bullet out, but... Yeah, that's a that's a crazy scene and also says a little bit something about their friendship where Jack Aubrey, he's literally holding his belly to apply pressure. And it's the only time you see Jack Aubrey look remotely squeamish. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. like he's having to like blink and just kind of look away because he looks sick. Because his bro is hurt. In in yeah. general, I do love their friendship uh, between great. the between Paul Bettany and Russell Crowe's characters. Um, I I like recoiled when fucking um, Jack Aubrey told him. Uh, let's see here, fucking we don't have time for your damned hobbies, sir. I I was literally like, ouch, like yeah. damn. And he's you right really- though. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. Okay, is he right, though? Because, like, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, we're gonna set back science 30 years by fucking chasing this stupid goddamn boat. You guys are forgetting that it's literally a ship of war, guys. Uh, It's a ship of war. Napoleon's, uh, France and England are gonna fight. France is gonna take over England. England's gonna take over France. That's never happened in history before. I'm just saying, Uh, that'd be like, that'd be like a modern, that'd be like a modern military vessel where some guy is like, hey, let's go explore this island for science. And everyone's gonna look at him like, what? Be good. Of course it would be good. We'd live in a better world if that happened. In the end... In the end, what do we fucking talk about in school more often? We talk Darwin. about the fucking Galapagos Island. Which, okay? exactly. Everybody Paul, fucking knows that fucking shit. Which Paul Bettany ends up playing Darwin in another in a later movie in his career. 
which I, oh, love I would have to guess that he got that part because of this movie. Wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, yeah. when did Darwin go to the Galapagos? Uh, in the 1830s. I looked this up while we were watching right, the movie. This movie takes place like, in 1805. How, yeah, how, how far mm-hmm. back did we set back science? Yeah, um, but you yeah. have to. But I, I know there's all hyperbole here. But you've got to admit it's a ship of war. That's that, Jack Arby's oh, no, absolutely right. No, He's I, absolutely I, right. <laughs> and by the way, but also, what a, a well delivered line when he says, "We don't have time for your damned hobbies." So he sounds like Anthony Hopkins the way he's shouting. It's great. Uh, one thing I want to circle back to really quick. Yeah, is uh, just you telling me the uh, or you t- you telling us the like Russell Crowe rugby story. Yeah, that made me realize. He's such a because I, I've always found it a little surprising that he's in the HMS uh, surprise. Yeah, uh, the Quick and the Dead. A uh, oh yeah 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 Sam the Raimi same movie. movie it's like, which I don't it's love an, that It's movie. an early Russell Crowe role. I think that movie's so much fun. But I I'm always like oh it's it's interesting that Russell Crowe is in this. Yeah. But you telling me that story about he, how he like went the extra mile to like be competitive and be kind of a leader and get the yeah. crew in shape and be super dedicated to this movie. That reminds me so much of fucking Bruce Campbell talking about how he hmm. on evil dead two without being asked would like, you know, work out for five hours every single morning, getting up at like three so that he would be perfectly cut for that movie oh, wow. and would like move shit around, like yeah, yeah, would yeah. help move shit on set. It's a part of their like, process. Is a, is a team player Yeah, that, that makes Russell Crowe seem like yeah. a, seem like a Raimi actor. Well, and that's one of the highest compliments I could yeah, give you. It's something else. Apparently Russell Crowe, uh, requested because every, everyone was trained. They had two weeks of boot camp. Essentially, they needed to learn how to, to to sail. They needed to learn how to fire cannons and clean guns and the whole thing. Russell Crowe requested that he receive that same training, so he learned how to fire a cannon. He learned how to do the whole thing. Now, in the movie, he never really does that. And but Peter he Weir, should know how. He, it, that's what Russell Crowe said. He said because my character started off as a midshipman. I would know how to fire a cannon. I would know how this whole fucking ship runs. So I need to know. That way, if a background actor comes up to me and has a question, then I'm not going to be like, oh, so I'm just the lead actor. No, he'll he'll know. And it, but that's a part of his process. And it's just wonderful. And again, I got to say, the charm he has in this movie, I love it. Yeah. Where he's like, well, like, uh, but to refit, we need a port. It's like, well, we'll refit at sea. It's like, well, it's gonna take it's gonna take weeks. And by that point, the Akron's gonna be halfway around the horn. He goes, Well, we have no time to lose. And he just smiles and I'm like, God damn it, Jack. All right, god damn it, let's set sail. Let's do this. I guess I, I can see why they follow. I don't him. know. At some point Paul Bettany's character says that like this is no longer something, this is more like an act of hubris. And I yes, honestly, this is it smacks of ego. An act of ego. I agreed with Paul Bettany at the time. I, I agree with him, too. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, he gets so yeah, hyper-focused because only, he's not used to losing. Yeah, yeah, they only had to pursue the Akron to Brazil, I think. Yes. Yeah, because... So that's why when, like, later on, they don't stop at the Galapagos Islands, I really just think, like, oh, okay, you're really... You're off... You're after the ship, but really because, like, you don't want to... You don't want to give up well, and lose, you know? Well, he he's so dedicated to the mission that he's been given. I mean, that shot where they're at the Galapagos and every single member I, of the crew is looking through spyglasses at, at the island and then the camera pans over and Russell Crowe's looking in the opposite direction because he's looking at some debris 
that comes from a ship floating yeah. in the waters because he's all he's focusing on is the mission, which is why he's fucking captain. Yeah. You know, you see why he's in the position that he is. However, I would agree with you that he kind of gets he's so hyper focused that uh, he kind of uh, he endangers the crew going to, around the horn. Yeah. To be fair, I would never be captain, but I have an aversion to authority. I would not. I don't take orders. <laughs> So, right, yeah. um, like the the way that Paul Bettany's character, he kind of like sounds like he's kind of anti-authority in some ways too. He is, um, like you know, yeah. he's, a, he's a scientist man, you know. And I'm like, I'm down bad for that. So, um, I'm not really no, into I, Jack. It's such a great. What I love about their relationship is that they have they're completely different with their mindsets. Yeah, because. He talks about when, when he's talking about Lord Nelson at the dinner table and is like, oh, you know, he's the, his, his love of king and country keeps him quite warm. And then it cuts to Paul Bettany rolling his eyes going, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I guess he would be the exception to the rule that authority, authority corrupts. corrupts. And um, and then basically uh, when they're fighting about having to flog the sailor for, for not saluting and kind of uh, shoulder checking uh, Hollem. He's like, men must be governed. And, and Paul Bettany says, you are just spewing the hyperbole that every tyrant in yeah, history from yeah, Nero to Bonaparte. Yeah. Literally. Uh, and then he's like, I, and then he says, I can't afford a mutiny on this. And then Paul Bettany claps back. This is a doctor telling a captain of a British war vessel saying, you know, I'm actually quite understanding of mutinies. Like they're, they're battling. Yeah, and that's I the thing. They're, they're homies. They're best friends, but they, they are battling it out with their different viewpoints on life. But I, and it's so cool. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, Mr. Hollum ended up fucking killing himself because of what was going on anyway. So like did fucking flogging him really make a difference? No, not at all. No. Yeah. So, you know, in in many ways, Paul Bettany was uh, right almost all the time. (laughs) And that that's. Yeah, I would say they're both right and they're both wrong. I guess I don't know, Mick. I feel like you would totally like eat that shit up. Like if you were a fucking sailor, you would totally eat up that fucking king and country like bullshit that your captain like peddled to you. No, I think I I just respond well to authority. And we all know this. Yeah, no, you you like to be dominated. I do like well, you yes. By a man Uh, on the high seas. By a man yes, by Jack Aubrey. Yeah, you Um, know, you know, you should be the captain boy. I yeah, yeah, how is he the captain and how am I the skipper? Yeah, uh, I will I will say though, uh, what's so cool about Here, put on the skipper hat, Mick. No. <laughs> what's so cool about this movie is it's you know, it's definitely an action epic, but there's really not that much action in it. There it's a it's a scene, it's it's a movie that just takes its time and it cuts to camaraderie and, and friendship of them that's like having dinner together, getting drunk, telling stories, playing music but together. But I will say that this movie, I, I agree that it's a, a yeah. patient movie, but like for people who say this movie is boring, skill issue. Yeah. I've seen way more boring movies than this. Oh yeah. And this, many films don't have the decency to be bookended by two great action scenes. Yeah. Because uh, yes. both the initial moment where the surprise is surprised by the Akron uh, and the scene where they board the Akron two very, very well staged action scenes. Yeah, to to be fair, I think um, 
it can never really be boring with the amount of detail that is in each scene um, where you see like mm. people running to and from like uh, or just like up and down the sails, you know, the mass or whatever the fuck. Um, it, it, none of that can really be boring because your eye is always wandering across the screen, kind of trying to see like, oh, what's this person doing? What's this person doing? What's this person doing? You know, there is really always something kind of going on, even when you're just on the ship, you know? Yeah, it's it's kind of Michael Mann esque in like how process focused it is. Yes, uh, which I I really like. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy a movie that like takes you through the like nitty gritty steps of doing yeah, something. It's, it's, it's why I, I like, was also really into it's history. a research project. So yeah, I was also really into history as a kid. So like, I really appreciate yeah. like uh, oh, we're... understanding like oh that is actually like how that would have happened you know and like all these yeah. different things you know so yeah um, oh it's it's nice to know that we were all kind of history kids because i yeah. history I, is just I, stories I, I always i always loved history yeah, history yeah. is stories yeah. and that's what why we are film majors is because we we love stories and that's what the podcast is that's called. what the podcast right. is all about uh, uh little fun fact uh, oh, sorry, sorry go, go ahead. ahead alexis oh uh can i just uh knock off a couple of my favorite lines Yes. Please. Okay. Um, let's see here. Pull like you're pulling a French man off your mother. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Yes, that's great. It yes, great. yes, yes, yes. Um, to wives and to sweethearts, may they never meet. May they never meet. <laughs> I use that line. That that to line this day. gets said in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. By the way, uh, you know, Tarantino recently announced that. Uh, that yeah. Rick Dalton oh yeah. What's on. going on? That sucks. Yeah, he died. Rick, Rick Dalton just died. Very sad. He was ninety years old. Um, right. Yeah. That's Which really I don't, sad. Uh, it's crazy to me that Rick Dalton made it to ninety. I'm surprised. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, he he has that line when he's in like the Western TV show where he's like, "To all our wives and sweethearts, may they never, never meet." meet. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. please continue. <laughs> um, uh, I think that was that. That's that's kind of oh the the other one is one must always choose the lesser of two weevils. Those two weevils. But, that's yeah, a good that's joke. A that was bit. so much fun. <laughs> I he did, who would pun would pick a pocket. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. That's that's really great because it's it also that plays into that their dynamic because right at that that is is brought on because Paul Bet Paul Bettany's kind of digging at Jack Aubrey there at the dinner table and kind of undermining his authority in front of his men. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of see Jack Aubrey, you know, he's a little drunk. He's like, hey, hey, doctor, you see those two weevils right there? That's my Jack Aubrey impression. That's a Which great one impression. of them weevils would you choose your absolute favorite weasel? <laughs> or weevil, not weasel. Yeah, the lesser of two Gra- weasels. I thought that was Cary Grant. That is yeah. Cary Grant, yes. Jesus. That's a lot like him. Uh, but yeah, kind no, of doing a Cary Grant in this movie. Fun, little fun fact about the Galapagos. This is the first non-documentary movie to ever actually shoot at those islands. They went on location to do that, which is pretty amazing. They rented a barge, and every day they would just have these little rafts, and the little it would ferry from the barge to the shoreline in these little rafts, and then they would just backpack all day yeah. and just get footage. Oh, it's pretty That's so dope. Cool. That yeah. kid that plays Blakely, incredible for yeah. being such a young actor. The 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 relationship yeah. between him and um, Paul Bettany, it was it's just so sweet. The, the moment where he realizes that he's not going to get to go to the fucking island, he yeah. goes and he delivers this little beetle to him to like, in general, this kid just has like a lot of kindness in his heart or just goodness, I guess. I feel like in, yeah. he brings out the goodness in other characters. Like he's a really good like foil, I guess, for a lot of the yeah, men I, around yeah, he, him. He, pr- he protected Holland too. No, I think we should give that kid a hand. I, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. 
How dare you? Wow. Too soon. Wow. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> you gotta hand it to him. That was over 200 years ago. Too soon. Immediately, as soon as I saw that kid get injured, I was like, mm, he's gonna get sepsis. <laughs> yeah. But not if we got a good doctor on board who's got the bones already. Yeah, that that scene is quite something, the amputation yeah. scene. Another, you don't see it, but they sell it with the acting. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the old timey activity of let's watch a doctor cut a guy's head open. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are those his brains, doctor? No, that's just dry blood. I those are his brains. Ooh. I don't <laughs> enjoy the superstition on ships. I think when people start quote, I, the, one of the things that immediately always kind of irritates and incenses me is when I hear characters. This is a red flag for Alexis. This is a this is an immediate red flag when somebody starts to quote from the Bible and then they use that to uh, create a superstition or a, a concept or an idea um, about somebody else to like other them. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, and things are not going to be good. <laughs> Nothing nope. good can come from this. No. Yeah. No. So. So when when Hollem ends up, they, they call the doctor for him, mm-hmm. and uh, the doctor comes out to Jack, and he's, he's like, like, "There's nothing physically, there's nothing wrong, physically with wrong with him. He believes he's been cursed." And then Jack goes, "The crew will abide much, but not a Jonah." And then and then Paul Bettany goes, "Cry, like, you believe it too?" Mm-hmm. Like like immediately Jack Arby knows, like, "Oh, oh, oh!" Like he's it's not that he believes it. He knows that his crew believes it, yeah. and that's enough. Yeah. yeah. That's enough. If his crew believes it, then it might as well be fucking true. Yeah. Um, although, I have a question for you, too. Mm-hmm. After Hollum commits suicide, what happens? The wind picks the up. The wind picks up. Oh, after they ask his <laughs> yeah. forgiveness, they... the wind picks up. Okay, well, that's that's a good point. It's so not after it he dies. Hall- it's after they ask for God. Do you God. think it's Mr. Hollum is like, nah, no, it's a delayed effect. He had to kill himself. So you think he had to die? No, I don't no, know. I don't of care. course not. No. <laughs> but if you're thinking of this like symbolically, uh, what really needed to happen yeah. was for the crew to fucking realize that they're pieces of shit who fucking drove a man to fucking kill himself. And then that's when they right. finally fair, get to fucking British. move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. I've always I've, I haven't really thought about it until the last time we watched it. But I was like, yeah, you know, that is interesting. Like, what's the movie saying? Like, are they saying like, yeah, no, this guy was a Jonah, or are they saying like, it's because I've always read it as complete coincidence. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a person Alexis's, of science. So. I like Alexis's take on that. I yeah, think that's like yeah. I'm like, if you have to infer works. something from that, infer that, but it's just coincidence, right? I think you know, it's that you know. That that British man had to die. Yeah, yeah. He was right. so sweet, yeah. though. They yeah, he's were British. So he sweet. meant well. <laughs> he meant really well. So this he is was something so happy that I want to. <laughs> I was so sad. <laughs> yeah, this is something that I want to bring up before we get to the end of our episode because uh-huh. I feel like we probably should start wrapping yeah. up fairly. Yeah, soon. I got to go to work soon. Um, I want to talk about uh, our final. BPM rankings. Oh, yes. Boats this per minute. Boats per minute in our boat month picks. Because uh, I didn't do the math, but I was thinking about it while watching Master and Commander. And I think that I have come to the conclusion that, like, both per capita in terms of, like, like how much of the movie boats take up and, like, for total minutes. This is how it goes in ascending order. So 
Our film with the least boats is Jaws. Uh, because we don't really hop out on a boat until the last, like, 45, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's a half of the movie that is not totally on boats. There are boats involved. There are some mm-hmm. boat scenes in that, but we don't get to be a fully boat set film uh, until the back half of Jaws. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Right. A uh, good amount of boats, but also, you know, good long sections in Port Royal and Tortuga. Islands. Yeah. Yeah, Isla de Muerte. Um, then we have uh, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. A lot of boats in this. Boats. And I, I really, I hadn't seen this since I was probably like 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really thinking, okay, this is going to be our most boats per minute because this film has been entirely on boats. And I remember there being a little bit on uh, the Galapagos. But... There's a good, solid yeah. section where they're, the they're on the Galapagos the Islands, uh, which means that Master Commander of the Far Side of the World seeds most boats per minute yeah. to Titanic, Titanic which has... Titanic for the win. Which isn't one, a surprise, Which really. has, like, one scene, one very brief scene that probably well, takes two up scenes. about three minutes in the shipyard. Okay, well, there's, like, the couple moments with Rose. Yeah, uh, with her home... Oh, well, yeah, in the beginning, yeah. Yeah. The, the old it's lady. So yeah, sure. that, that yeah. takes, I'll be but that probably takes like 30 seconds. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing that pushes Titanic over the edge is that, yes, the, the opening of the movie does not p- take place on the Titanic. But where does it take place? On, on a boat. big ass boat, yeah. or, or another a, massive boat, or, or in, in a, a deep submarine, sea yes, deep sea a submersible, yeah. also a boat. So, yeah. Titanic. You are the king of the world, it, yeah, it and continues. you are the king of boats per minute. Yeah, congratulations. It, okay. it, honestly, because the tank the master commander shot at was made for Titanic. Yeah, like that, we, yeah. they couldn't have shot that if Titanic hadn't existed. Sorry, Alexis, what were we gonna say? Oh no, no, no! Have either of you ever seen this movie? U five seven one. No. Mm. They're in, like a, they're in like a submarine thing. I saw this in like Las Vegas when I was a kid. And uh, I, hmm. I, I remember it being like kind of good, but I was a child. But uh, I think there's not. I think it's a uh, it's like World War Two era. So, um, OK, I, I still got to watch Das Boot. Das I've never Boot? Seen that. What the fuck is that? That was one that that it's was a, it's a yeah, it's a submarine. A submarine movie. Yeah, movie. that was one that my dad was complaining that we weren't talking about. Yeah, that's probably be next year. Not for um, me. For all for all the dads out there, Das Boots are coming. Great. Well, yeah. Well, that Mick. concludes Boat Month, and I gotta say, I had a great time, listeners. I hope you had a good time, my fellow film majors. I salute you with the uh, with the old uh, yeah. old way. Um, great, Alexis. <laughs> uh, Alexis. She's so anti-authority. Just She's like, I'm just gonna link in between the webbing of my fingers. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the only thing she salutes to. I'm, yeah, I'm you know not what? saluting I, no fucking dude. Fuck that. Yeah, but you're a film major. I sal- you know what? I salute that. Jesus. Yeah, is this the film major s- salute yeah. now? No. <laughs> it might be. It might be our salute now. Well, you might I be outvoted, buddy. Like I'm sorry. Like Boat month's wrapping up, so I'm afraid Big you're fan. no longer the wait captain a minute, of yes, this shit. Now, wait, hold on. But we got to talk about what's our what's our next topic and what's our next movie? Oh, I don't think we ever even chose what our next yeah, movie no, was going to be. Because we're on the air right now, so we should probably discuss it. So, first and foremost... <laughs> Our uh, next month, June, will be Queer Cinema Month. We're very proud of the pride yeah. that we're going to be exhibiting here. Heck yeah, brother. At the film majors. 
And uh, we're we're proud to be bringing you some queer films. Queer and, films. Uh, for reference, everyone. We don't mean weird films. We mean gay we mean films. Gay shit. Yes. Some gay. And there might be shit. some weird gay movies we watch. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> but I would just like to say that uh, as someone who is not a member of the queer community, I will be taking recommendations from the audience. So please. Comment on our episodes, uh, DM us on our Instagram, filmagespod at gmail dot, or filmagespod, yeah, or right. send us an email, filmagespod at gmail dot com, and uh, give me some suggestions, if, if, particularly if you are a uh, member of the LGBTQ community, because I would like <laughs> some recommendations. It's I, not, I got nothing. It's not that I don't have I ideas. I don't know it's what's not, going on. Okay, let's let's <laughs> hold the fuck up. It's not. It's not like I haven't seen some gay movies. Well, then why don't you recommend it? Uh, I would. I would I, like. I would like to seed my recommendation to the right. gay community. I'd. I'd like to. I'd like to give. That's mighty upstanding. Uh, opportunity was... to tell me what to do. Alexis, what are you thinking? So and I think... why is it Call Me By Your Name? <laughs> so it's not Call Me By Your Name. It oh, is 1996 no uh, Bound by the Wachowski yes. siblings. Great. Um, yes. Starring my beloved Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. Jenny, Gina Gina Gershon, Gershon yeah. who, I, Joe, who I met. Uh, Joe, Joey Pants. Pa- Joe Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Yeah, Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Great uh, character actor, yeah. and this might be his best performance out of any movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bound. Uh, it's, again, yeah, directed by the Wachowski sisters. Uh, came out in 1996. Such a good and, movie. Uh, you can find it. On uh, Amazon Prime, so or our shelf. Yeah, you can also find it on our shelf. I, I'm I'm and very excited to talk about Bound. The Wachowski sisters uh, were very formative filmmakers for me growing yeah. up. Uh, well, my favorite. I, well, no, I, I, we'll talk about it for the episode. But there's a reason I really like this movie. Um, yeah, I, I'm very very excited to talk about it. And for all our LA people, uh, it is playing at the New Beverly June 8th. 9th and 10th, I believe. Hell yeah. So, check it out. All right, Mm. Alexis, fucking great pick. Uh, And, yeah, we're saying goodbye to Boat Month, and if... uh any of you listeners have any any parting thoughts as we come yeah. into port here? You can uh, send us those thoughts at our email, filmmagerspod at gmail.com. And if you want to find us on social media, you can find us at filmmagerspod on Instagram and TikTok. All righty. And... Uh, just like that, we're weighing anchor. We are weighing anchor, and we're we're heading we're heading onto land now. We're back on land, folks, and we'll see you next week. Hell yeah! Alrighty, fair Goodbye. thee well. Goodbye, everyone. See you. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>